0: From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. The race for Alaska's U.S. House seat is taking shape. Republican Sarah Palin is seeking a return to elected office 13 years after she resigned as governor. Two of her rivals, Republican Nick Baggage and Independent Al Gross, are trying to paint her run as unserious and self-serving. The fourth candidate running, Democrat Mary Patola. Says negative campaigning is one of the most unsavory parts of U.S. politics. Palin, Baggage, Gross, and Petola, in that order, were the top vote getters in last week's special primary. They will compete in a special election set for August 16th that will feature rank choice voting.
1: mission is to educate our community of the many contributions of our culture. How are you doing? Uh, There are very few of us here, but we believe that if there's one, we should stand up and represent.
0: That was Sherry Patterson, president of the Black Awareness Association, speaking about their mission in Juneau. Patterson held a Juneteenth celebration and fundraising event at Twin Lakes Sunday. Alaska State Senator Jesse Keel spoke at the event, recognizing Juneteenth as a national holiday. Northern Tea House, Bloomin' Dogs, and Copa, contributed food and drinks, and Breeze Inn baked sweet potato pies using Patterson's family recipe. Annie Kales donated 10% of their sales for the day to the event. Patterson provided information on where the money from sales went.
1: This event is a fundraiser for our Black Excellence Scholarship for our high school graduating seniors who seek to go higher in their education. Those who choose to go to vocational or educational institutes to further their education, we're supporting them.
0: It was the first Juneteenth celebration and fundraiser they've been able to do in almost four years.
1: COVID knocked us out, and we hadn't had a fundraiser in a couple years, so yeah, this is almost four years, so it's a big deal for us. And the fact that the president signed an executive order to make Juneteenth national holiday, that really thrills us, so we're really glad to be here today, and we said that if a rain or shine, we're here.
0: And Patterson answered the question of what Juneteenth means to her.
1: You know what? As we have been preparing for this, I have been thinking if we had not been freed as a people because of the executive order that Abraham Lincoln signed in 1863, January 1st, and then the slaves in Texas did not find out until June 19, 1965. I think that's a travesty. If we had not ever been freed, if we were still in bondage physically, I'll say that, what would this world be like without us, without this culture?
0: Black Awareness Association President Sherry Patterson. Juno Gold Rush Days was held over the weekend, and it was the 30th anniversary. The event was at Savico Park on Douglas Island on Saturday and Sunday. The opening ceremony was at 9 Saturday with a performance by Crystal Rose singing Star-Spangled Banner. Bob Chernikoff, who works at Kensington Mine and is on the Gold Rush Committee, talked with News of the North about the event. He commented on how it felt to be able to have this event after two years of it being put on hold due to the pandemic.
2: Yeah I've been involved with this for over 20 years so I now work out at the uh for Core Alaska at Kensington Mine. I've been out there for about 12 years and they're gracious enough to to support this and get allow me the time to be out here to, uh, help set up. It's been a blessing of sorts to have been able to get the community back together. Being able to see people you haven't seen for a few years.
0: Special visitors at the event were Will Kulasaki and Kyle Settle. They are from the Great Alaska Lumberjack Show in Ketchikan. Kulikowski explained what the Great Alaska Lumberjack
2: Show is. We all come from different places. All the lumberjacks are from all over the country. Uh, Will, he's actually from Florida. Myself, I got started in East Tennessee. And so we all kind of come together here in Alaska and in Ketchikan. We, we get to do shows so much over the summer, over six, seven months. We get a lot of good training and uh, a lot of good camaraderie. And so with that, Will and I decided to take that outside the show site and come to Juneau to Days and share it with everybody.
0: When asked what their plans are in Juneau. Settle said with great enthusiasm that they would be participating in the competitions as well as helping people sharpen their axes.
3: He was someone who will just basically touch people in Southeast, I think forever, for some of the stuff, not only the stuff that he'll put together, you know, like the Alaska Children's Trust, but just people in general. I think I've heard many people say that they're better, a better human being just because they knew him.
0: That was Dr. Amy Dressel speaking on Dr. George Brown's impact as a doctor in Juno. A plaque to honor Dr. George Brown went up Saturday at Twin Lakes. Dr. Brown was a community pediatrician who served the children and families of Juno for 15 years until his death in December of 2017. Alaska Children's Trust supported and paid for the plaque. Dr. Dressel worked with Brown for over 10 years at Glacier Pediatrics and had this to say about her relationship with him.
3: Um, well, he was a fantastic mentor to me because, uh, you know, it's fairly new when I first started working with him. Um, I'd only been working a couple years up here. Um, and he is a person who always wants people to learn. So he would always make sure you were learning and doing different things that were kind of a little bit out of your comfort zone or learning new things. Um, so he was always encouraging everybody to learn. So he was great as that. And then a great sounding board for if you're like, hey, I'm not sure what to do with this. Um, he was also a great person to look up to to see how he treated people how people responded to him Um, and uh, so in that way he was good and he was also a great friend Uh, he always always encouraged me he wanted me to go run a marathon so I did my first marathon after like working with him for a few years I think he ran more than like 80 marathons in his life so he was a big runner and a big advocate for being outside and being healthy and doing stuff so you know co-worker friend mentor
0: Benjamin Brown, Dr. Brown's son, had this to say when asked about his father's legacy and how he helped others, such as providing scholarships in Kenya and going the extra mile for families.
2: You know, about the Children's Trust recognized him, and the C. Henry Kemp Award from that entity in in uh, Colorado that John Pugh mentioned, and it really recognizes, you know, internationally people who were leaders in child abuse prevention, child abuse and neglect prevention. I remember I actually went to a meeting in South Africa with him in the summer of 2000, and it was the International Society for the Prevention of Child Abuse and Neglect, and he presented a paper there and did a seminar. So he was really involved in the whole sociologic movement to prevent child abuse before it happens, You know, back before it was as common as it is today. Possible for people, even if they were stressed and were new parents, to be really good parents.
0: He also commented on how it felt for his family to be an all in all-in-one place again, remembering his father's legacy.
2: Get us all together. This is the first time since the pandemic. It's the first time we've all been together since my father's celebration of life back in 2017, a few months after he passed away. I'm just, this is, makes me very, very happy and proud at the same time.
0: The 4th of July parade is getting scheduled in Juneau, but fireworks may be an issue. City Manager Rory Watt with that word while on Action Line.
4: Fireworks, I think we might be subject to a supply chain problem, and I don't know that the fireworks are going to arrive on time. Uh, So we are closely monitoring that situation, uh, and we're going to be working with the festival committee uh, to figure out what to do uh, if the fireworks don't show up on time.
0: Watt was asked about personal use fireworks. He said there was no change
4: on that and
0: provided this comment.
4: It's the good neighbor policy. Please, you know, I know people, some people love fireworks and they are fun, but not everybody loves fireworks and not every pet loves fireworks. So, so please, if you're in the camp of liking fireworks, it's the good neighbor policy. Please try to be civil and courteous to your, your neighbors.
0: City manager Rory Watt commenting on Action Line. Several parents of the children who served floor sealant instead of milk testified before the school board Friday and say they were notified of the incident early Tuesday afternoon. The Juno school board had convened in a special meeting to talk with Nana Management Services officials regarding the incident at Glacier Valley Elementary School. Board President Elizabeth Siddon says they will seek to determine what happened.
3: What occurred on Tuesday is is shocking. It's sort of it's it's not sort of it's unbelievable and it's um, inexcusable and it's it's our responsibility um, as a district, as a community. Um, we own this and we are committed to figuring out, understanding how it happened so we can ensure something like this never happens again.
0: Eric Billingsley, a president of Nana Management Services, said that in their findings, the manager, driver, and food worker did not identify the product as floor sealant. Also, a poor sampling must be done as required under Nana policy for liquids. It was not. He said several corrective actions have been identified, including reinforcement of their sip-before-serving process and an evaluation of the warehouse labeling process. Processes and
4: updating processes, uh, including a reinforcement or a remedial training of the SIP before serving process. We do a
0: taste before serving the food, but we need to reinforce the message on the SIP before serving process as well. Billingsley said that as the investigation continues, they may learn more and implement additional corrective actions. The Board ultimately directed the City Attorney to identify a person or persons to compile the pieces of the ongoing investigation by Juneau Police, the City, and the Department of Environmental Conservation and provide a report of those findings and recommendations to the Board. During a public comment period, six parents of the children who ingested the floor sealant spoke. Some parents said they were notified early that afternoon, and those that did share when they were notified say it was during the noon hour. Molly Zaleski was concerned with when parents were notified.
3: I appreciate um, the mention about investigating why parents weren't contacted immediately. I wasn't told that my child had drank floor sealant um, until... I was, like, leaving the building, walking out with him after I was picking him up. And that was close to 12, 15, 12,
4: 20.
0: Nicole Adair said that 911 should have been called first.
4: And 911 um, would have consulted with poison control, and they would have made some immediate decisions around um, the children's health. And I take great concern that parents were not immediately notified to also make some medical decisions for their own children.
0: Nana's food service contract with the district, which is set to expire on June 30th, was then taken up by the board. It was decided that renewal would not be voted on at that meeting in light of the investigation. Board member Holst raised a concern regarding food services after June 30th. President Siddons said board officers will work with the superintendent, director of admin services, and NANA in figuring a solution. The Ketchikan City Council voted 5-2 against an ordinance last week that aimed to cancel Drag Crean story hour at the Ketchikan Public Library. The ordinance, drafted by City Council member Riley Gass, would have removed the story hour from the library's events list. Council members Riley Gass and Jay Matani voted to eliminate the event. Public comment was heard from both sides of the issue. Resident Tamiya Jelgeski spoke first to the council.
4: I think this drag queen story hour is really inappropriate. It sexualizes children. Um, it, I think it grooms children and indoctrinates children. And I have nothing against any LGBT, you know, community or person. I, I, I live by, you know, judging not, lest ye be judged. I did, however, you know, come out of pocket to make sure my daughter had a Christian education because that's what our, our country's founded upon, and that's where my belief lies. And when I pledge allegiance to the flag, I still, you know, believe there should be prayer in school.
0: Jen Tucker told the council the issue was a personal one for her and her family.
3: When my daughter was six years old, I looked at my husband and said, she's different. After a bit, he saw it too. We made the choice as parents to say nothing, to let her come into her own, on her own time. We didn't want to push her, especially because we might be wrong. So we left it up to her to choose her own path. We kept silent. Fast forward seven years, we weren't wrong. She is different. Our daughter came out to us as a lesbian. Unfortunately, it was under duress. You see, she had been down south to visit my very religious family. While there, she overheard the family talking about how all gay people will go to hell, how gay people should never be allowed to be married.
0: City Attorney Mitch Seaver previously advised the council that canceling the event would be unconstitutional. City Manager Rory Watt says the recent appropriation by the Assembly of just more than $6 billion for a new city hall is the start of a process on whether voters will decide to
4: approve a new city hall. Six point three million the assembly appropriated the other night. Uh, That's that's a that's a a good chunk of money. Uh, I think our current estimates for the project are around forty million. Uh, We'll be uh, working on an ordinance that would put a ballot question uh, for the voters on the October ballot whether to authorize uh, debt for that. So it's a it's another step in a long process.
0: If voters don't approve a new City Hall, Watt says the current one will still need a lot of work.
4: If the Assembly or the voters uh, aren't persuaded by the argument uh, and the logic uh, that I presented for a new City Hall, uh, we're going to have to renovate the old one. Uh, It's 70 years old. Uh, Part of the building started its life as a fire station. Uh, It needs a lot of work.
0: And the mural currently on City Hall is starting to fall off in its old
4: age, Watt says. The mural was painted by uh, Bill Ray, I think, in the 80s. Um, It's kind of on a stucco facade, uh, and it's starting to fail. Actually, we've had to repair a couple sections, Um, and at some point, the mural is going to have to come down because it's, uh, it's you know, think like uh, chicken wire and a thin layer of cement with a mural painted on the top of it, and that chicken wire cement is kind of delaminating from the wall and starting to crack.
0: Watt says the mural will live on virtually, however.
4: What we did some years ago is we took very high-quality photos of that mural to kind of preserve it, uh, you know, so people, that piece of art will live on electronically. Uh, but at, at some point, uh, the mural will reach its end of life. Uh, nothing is forever.
0: City Manager Roy Watt commenting on Action Line. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.